Coming live from Channel Zero, Quarantine Guys. We need cool names if we're going to be Quarantine Guys. Yeah? Yeah. I could be C-Rock. Uh, well, we're going to see, you have to, like, you have, there's steps. Like, you know, you have to pick which animal, because it has to be, you know, the nickname has to be some some animal related, like, you know. Right. Um, the Like, the adverb of, like, the furious or the savage or the, you know, the crazy. Spencer, the savage saber tooth. Yeah, something like that. Hmm, what could I be? What's a sea animal? Caleb, the cheating cheetah. No, that's, that's lame. It's no good. <laughs> Mindy, come up with a name. <laughs> the uh, gangrenous giraffe. No, let's see. The cursed cheetah. Cursed. I don't want to be. What have to be a cheetah? I don't know. You're the one who said it. That's just a sea animal. The, crocodile. Go right uh, Cursed chimp. What are you trying to say? <laughs> Why? Well, I don't like that animal thing. I, I wanted to be sea rock. No. I thought we that's were going not old the rules. Well, who said that's the rules? I thought we were going 80s band names or something. Or like old school hip hop breakdancer names. Well, I thought with being quarantined, you know, we're going to be like those. Um, no, I no. got it. I'll be C-Rock and okay. you could be Spunky Spence. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and we got to have. I, do you want the eraser head hair or do you want me to have the eraser head flat top hair and you can have uh, shit? What would be a good haircut? It has to have the lines carved on the side, though. I kind of want w- shitty white guy afro, mm-hmm. like the Bob Ross. No, f- with the flat top, is it going to be completely straight, or are you going to have that shit? Oh, you got to have, have it the- carved. <laughs> yeah. You have to have it Edward Scissorhands hedges, like, <laughs> sliced to the side. It's got to look good. Funky fresh. We could be the funky fresh boys. Who gets to wear the watch as the necklace? We'll, we'll uh, trade off <laughs> every uh, town we hit. Quarantine boys, wrecking your hood from wherever we are to somewhere else. That's that's so stupid. No, we should stop. This was a bad cold open. But you know what? Sorry. Fuck it. Yeah, apologies <laughs> from C-Rock and Spunky Spence. Spunky Spence is awful, by the way. That's a terrible name. Spunky Spence. <laughs> I guess we don't need to come up with a name for the... Uh... For the proper introductions anymore. I do feel like Spunky Spence is nice and wholesome, though. Yeah. That's something you could, you could tell your grandma. Yeah. Spunky Spence. Hey there, folks. You are listening to the Drunken Pen Writing Podcast again and again and again. I'm your host, Caleb James. Uh, with- do, do, do we really got to do the names after that? Yes. <laughs> that cold open? Yes. That terrible cold open does not count for the names. And your name's not going to be any better because I didn't <laughs> think of one. So I'm Caleb James, and this is with me as always Spencer, the Honduras Hungry Man Church. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't. I don't feel like doing this. I just want to be done with the world. I kind of feel bad. Like, I, I kind of wish I didn't ask you, like, hey, were we going to try to do a podcast before, you know, Easter? Because, like, I was hoping the answer was going to be like, no, let's just wait till like, Monday or something. And I'll be like, all right. <laughs> all right. The problem is, like, the motivation to put 
not just the podcast, but really any workout, yeah. is tough because it's like, is the world even going to start back up? Yeah. I don't know. Is it going to get worse? Things going to get better? They don't feel like they're getting better. This whole year is just like a fucking just sliding down a mountain of poop. Uh, so, I don't know. Uh, did you Have you watched the Ant-Man movies? Yes. So, uh, uh, Michael Pena, the fat, you know, the, yeah. that character. I saw a meme with Kizik, you know, they're always like, I want to hear him explain whatever, you know. Yeah, they always want to explain things funny. So, like, somebody, I saw a meme with, like, with that picture, but wanted to explain the year 2020 at the end, like, at the oh. end of the year, just to, like, and then this happened, and then. That's probably, like, the, the, the happiest somebody would be able to explain the year. <laughs> yeah. It feels like we, it, this has been a very long year. It's only April. <sighs> it's like, there's so many months left. And. And we haven't been able to do, for half of this year. We haven't been able to do anything. Everything we had planned to like to make us excited, like what we were thinking. Oh man, the only, we have stuff to do. The, this is what we can look forward to. Canceled all. Like of I it. said the the only things that we had, like I had going for me, like yeah. Oh, uh, you know the, the only things keeping you going. The only things pushing you, like well, as long as I can get through this month, and then next month yeah. I got this coming. Nope. It's like you know, it's like. Oh, work's gonna suck for eternity, but hey, at least, like, every month and a half, I can go to, like, a convention for a weekend and, like, talk to some cool people, get some cool art, you know? But no, no. Just stare at the wall in my room, cry. Uh, today's episode. <laughs> it has nothing to do with any of that. <laughs> this is, uh, from NewYorkBookEditors.com. Uh, what is that? This is from 2017. I do not see... A happier times <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're watching that show superstore and uh we're up to like last year's yeah. season and it's just so weird watching how people were behaving right before everything went sour <laughs> you're just like oh they're all hugging and touching and you can't do that you could once well, upon a time it feels so long ago well i guess that one guy was saying like hey we're just no more shaking hands forever no more why just add germs. I mean, I'm fine with that. I don't yeah. like shaking hands anyway. But uh, anyway, this article, it does not have an author, apparently. I can't find the name. Coming up with the perfect title for your novel. We were talking about this in a few episodes now. And uh, you've stated that this is one of your weaknesses, is oh, coming yeah. up with a solid, good title. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we'll uh, figure out how to do... The old title business here. Um, if not, then I guess you're just stuck writing poopy titles. Yeah. What's the poopiest title you ever come up with? I've come up with some doozies. I think they're just awful. Though I will say, my poopy titles that I've come up with are usually like one or two words. Yeah. I I've never done like have done the uh, fifteen oh. word title. Like those are super awful. The Birds of Prey and the Fabulous Emancipation of Holly Quinn. You exactly. Never pulled, pulled no, no, no terrible title that long. Off the top of your head, can you think of any of your possibly terrible ones? It's hard for me to, without actually looking at my list of yeah, stories. Yeah, I would have to look at my, at, at the list of the, they, but there was bad, like, just things. Generic, like, probably. Yeah, like, I think, what was that one with the, the, the bad one with the guy I kept on seeing his double, like, I call it, like, double vision or something, like, you yeah. know, just, I think something like that, just. <laughs> I mean, short stories are a little different. I, I think the. The bad title thing would really hit you hard with novels. Yeah. You can't have a bad title novel. If you have a bad title novel, it's going to be hard to sell. Short stories, they're more forgivable. 
what what do you stand for uh like you uh for uh, t- uh chapters chapter like, titles yeah yay nay i personally think it depends on the story you're telling adventure stories i don't mind yeah that um, makes sense like the conan ones i think might have had chapter titles i'm reading moby dick now and it has chapter titles and there's a lot of chapters and uh those are fine because they're usually just like one or two words and they kind of just give you a hint as what the title's about. I mean, what the that chapter's about. Like sci-fi is another genre I think is fine with uh, those. Do you see yourself ever doing it? I'm doing like, it now with the, uh, that Conan type story I'm writing. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know if I'll keep those, but I need something because the way the story's told, it breaks up into different parts. Mm. Uh, so you kind of have, like, if I just do a space you, it, I feel like it'd be too, I don't know, clustered or something. It needs like a not solid cl- break. Not clear, not clear enough. Yeah, like how H.P. Lovecraft, he always actually has a solid break before before he gets to another different uh, time period of the story. That is what like Stephen King does a lot. He'll literally just break the book up into like there'd be parts, and then within those parts there'd be chapters. Yeah. Within inside those chapters, there's sections. And it would that's really, where it gets a it little. Like, it would really it'd be like a space with like a little like either like star or like yeah. symbol of something. To, like, uh, indicate, like, a, a... Scene switch. Yeah. And then do however many that you need for that chapter, then on to the next chapter. Yeah. The, um, my story now, I might just go back to the stars. I might just go to the stars, because I've done that many times in the past. I've just uh, done stars for yeah. the scene switch. Because just having the space is kind of abrupt. I don't really like that, because you could be reading, you know... You're on top of a mountain, and then all of a sudden you're at the bottom of the mountain because it's somebody else in another scene. It just it's it could be too abrupt. How do you feel about the parts though? Because I read a lot of not a well, I've read of quite a few novels where usually Stephen King, where it's like part one, and then 170 pages in part two. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, To Kill a Mockingbird was like that. I think it was like three parts. Uh, again, um, it depends, like, cause the like. For uh, like Stephen King, since we brought him up, the stand. I think it works good for the stand because it's literally like a little bit before, like right where the plague hits, and then like up to everybody, everybody that's gonna die dies, and it's just like the survivors, and they um, are starting to all come together, and like that ends a big section, and then the next section is like. From, like, the villains and stuff, right. you know what I mean? It, 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 for that, I think it worked good for that, just because, again, that book was over, like, a thousand pages, so to, you literally, that's, like, three different books, like, you know what I mean? That could have been a trilogy, if you, you know... Well, when you go with the ports theme, too, um, it could be, like, TV shows, where usually at the end of a season, you go to the next season, and it's a completely different time period. Yeah. Or as as books, you could actually go see like real seasons, like summer, winter. Like th- there's a lot of st- uh, ways you could do that. The only thing that uh, bothers me in stories is needless prologues, and a lot of times when people like put a quote on every se- like they do chapters, mm. but there's a big quote on every single chapter, uh, especially if it's not written by the actual author. It's like attributed to other authors or something what is the point of that that seems a little too much yeah i get like a couple quotes here and there but like the whole fuck like the whole book every chapter is a quote i uh like i find myself when that happens like i rarely like just kind of skim yeah you don't don't even take the quote in there because i'm just kind of (laughs) mad you just put it up put all your quotes up front or just don't have quotes 
Oh, did, yeah, don't have... Have one quote that sums up your book, but don't have a fucking quote for every single chapter. You don't need to do that. I just... I'll, personally, I've read a lot of stories like that, and I've never seen one that I felt was necessary. Like, the Conan ones were all right, because it was actually Howard writing those quotes. Yeah. They weren't attributed to any... They weren't like, you know, William Faulkner quote. Like, this is stupid shit. I don't know why people do that all the time. It's even controversial, I'd say, to, if you're going to start your book off with a quote, like yeah. the like at the right before the first paragraph of your story. But I could even see doing that, but not every chapter or yeah. like a whole bunch of times. I mean, that's a good, because I know like a lot of times like uh, an author, either book or movie or something like, um, will like hear a song and hearing that song gives them an idea for this thing. So like if you want to put like a quote like from the verse or something of that song... Because that kind of, like, sparked, yeah. sparked your idea for the story. Again, like, I get that. But, like, do that at the beginning and don't do it ever again. Yeah. You don't need... Oh, that's another one. People put song lyrics in their stories, like, at the beginning and they do that every time. So, I don't need to fucking have a Bob Dylan song yeah. lyric for every chapter of your story. Uh, anyway, going back to this uh, New York Book Editor's article... It just starts off with some things about, like, marketing and the importance of having a good title it's it's a pretty much what's common sense if you have a good title like even like an atlas shrugged from what i understand shitty book terrible political views but the title's kind of cool it almost yeah. makes you want to read it because like atlas shrugged you know because atlas the man or, uh, the god who holds the whole earth on his yeah. shoulders if he shrugged yeah, yeah. like that's kind of cool shake things up but Not even like the um uh like ready player one yeah that's kind of a cool like you know it tells you it's kind of like a video game it gives you a hint of what the story might be about Starting off here, how important is the right title? I get the feeling that some of you aren't truly convinced that the title of your novel matters. Who's believing? Yeah, <laughs> wow. All right. Well, this fellow, whoever wrote this, is going to make us a believer. Let's do a quick exercise. Here's a list of original titles from well-known books before they were revamped. Which one would you pick up? Do you think it was the right call to retitle? Ooh, this might be interesting. Yeah. Classic novels retitled. So, originally, First Impressions. This was a Jane Austen book. And it got switched to Pride and Prejudice. That's way better because First Impressions leaves an awful First Impression. Yeah. Like, that's so boring. Pride and Prejudice is one of the most famous books. And I think a lot of it is just because people know the, the yeah. title. Yeah, like, I've, ne I've never read that, but, but you I know. know it. Yeah. yeah. First Impressions, that just sounds like a gen yeah, like a placeholder title. That's something I'm always like, I look through a book show. I'm like, I'm going to get that eventually every time I yeah. go to a bookstore, but I never will. You never do. This, this was a great change yeah. from John Steinbeck. Something that happened. Such a... Yeah. Like, what? That's so stupid. But got changed to one of the greatest, again, one of the greatest titles ever, Of Mice and Men. Good change. Yeah. I mean, something that happened. Yeah, well, you're right. Something did happen. I would hope so if you wrote a story about it. <clears throat> now, this one, the title, it, it it's not just super popular because of the title, but it's actually very meaningful to the book versus the original title. This is from Harper Lee. To Kill a Mockingbird was originally titled Atticus, which Atticus Finch is the yeah. protagonist. Of, well, he's one of the main characters of To Kill a Mockingbird. Now, To Kill a Mockingbird was, uh, it comes up a couple times in the story because, like, they were talking about, you know, shooting guns and, uh, like, hunting birds. And you don't shoot mockingbirds because all they do is sing. So all they do is bring you joy. And that was, like, a big metaphor for the story. So that is way better than just simply Atticus. Which uh, almost sounds like if I heard that name, I would think of like some kind of prison. Yeah. Like I would think that was like some kind of prison story for some reason. I don't know why. 
Um, Ernest Hemingway, Fiesta, which is just Spanish for party, Fiesta got turned into The Sun Also Rises. Much better title. Again, it just seems like some of the, these are just really generic at first. That, uh, what I would have to hope is that it's just like a, a placeholder. Like, you know what I mean? This is That's just, what I would imagine. You know, just something to... No, no, back then, because they didn't have the technology, but like now to put like something to put in the Word doc so I know what I'm looking yeah. through. I know what that story is. Because like sometimes like you don't know the, a title until you're almost done writing it. Like, yeah. Well, like a lot of these have come... The title has come from the story itself yeah. or something, so I would imagine that's how they came up with it. Uh, next up, Tomorrow is Another Day. That was switched to Gone with the Wind by Margaret Mitchell. That sounds like a James Bond movie. That's what I thought. Tomorrow is another day. And again, so generic. Uh, Stranger from Within sounds very vague. That got switched to Lord of the Flies by William Golding. Lord of the Flies is an awesome title because yeah. it just like makes you think of death. Mm-hmm. Versus Stranger from Within, which is just like makes you think more of like a mystery romance or something. This is an interesting one. Twilight. <laughs> Good thing this got changed because yeah. uh, there'd be a whole series of books out of business. Twilight got switched to The Sound and the Fury by William Faulkner. Uh, the Sound and the Fury is one of those books I always wanted to read because it just sounds really cool. Yeah. But apparently it's like really hard, like a, a very difficult book. Well, those are like your favorite. Yeah, but it's just like all stream of consciousness from like multiple people at once or some shit. All is well that ends well. That is fucking awful. That got switched to War and Peace by Leo Tolstoy. And I think War and Peace was actually a bad translation. I think it was like something else, not just War and Peace. I think it actually was like from Russian to English was some like War and Peace, but it was like the and wasn't there. Like there's something else in there. I forget what it was. You'd have to look that up. But yeah, All's Well That Ends Well just sounds like a, like an old timey comedy yeah. act or something. Uh, there's a couple more here. They don't, Now this goes back to the way too long one. They don't build statues to businessmen. That got switched to Valley of the Dolls. Uh, we have The Mute, which got switched to The Heart is a Lonely Hunter. And that's it. So you could you can kind of see, uh, like you were saying, that's like placeholder titles. It's generic, which is kind of our problem is we tend to just leave the generic the bra- title. Yeah. At, again, we're working with short stories, but maybe without going further into this, I think it would be a good idea is after we read our like reread our story and do the rewrites, Maybe, like, pull something out of the story to put it as the title. And do you ever have, like, uh, Russia with, like, the, ooh, that's kind of a cool title, but, like, I don't want to use it for this story. Yeah. I don't want to bring it on this story. want to like, use it on something cooler. Uh, yeah, I've had that. Uh, actually, a lot of... Uh, because, like, as I try to put, you know, my best writing foot forward in everything that I do, but, like, a lot of the times, like... For something for if it's just for the website, mm. doesn't always take my full of attention as if like for some for like a you know for a yeah. book or something like. It's that, not gonna be know? something you're gonna be writing for a month to yeah. get that short story out. I will say I have come up with a lot of stories actually based on the title idea. Yeah, which is uh, I don't know if that's a good way to go about things, but I think of a cool title and I'm like, how can I? F- Form a story around that I think title. That's what I want to do more because, like, right. I I've heard like you always hear stories about like these awesome things that just was just like, well, I kind of just came up with the name of it, and so like I just kind of had to figure out what would make that name work. Yeah, with that title work. Um, like that's what I did with that uh, 
that the, the fiction series I had, The Bizarre of the Blind, yeah. because I thought of the title, and then I was like, well, what the hell could that even mean? Because I was thinking bizarre, like that Stephen King short story collection, yeah. like a bizarre. So I was thinking, Middle Eastern country, and why are the people in the bazaar blind? Like, bazaar is a market. Um, why are they blind? Well, because they're monsters, and maybe it's another world. And it just it fucking snowballed. And I, th- that's always cool when that happens. Every good book title should do the following. So let's talk about the three elements that every book title should have. Number one, be unique. It's getting increasingly more difficult to come up with a title that hasn't been done before. That is true. Yeah. But you must. This is the best way to stand out from the crowd. Um, you ever come across a book title that you've heard before? This happens with movies, too, where you've, you've seen the title before, but this is a completely different book or movie. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck? And it just like throws you off. It, doesn't, it almost makes you not want to read it or watch the movie. It's true that you can't copyright titles. You could name your book The Grapes of Wrath if you'd like, but should you? That would be... Ballsy. Yeah, you just come out with The uh, Grapes of Wrath. So, uh, Stephanie Meyer, I apologize. I guess you could have still did Twilight if William Faulkner didn't change the name of his book. But that would, maybe he should have just took one for the team and yeah. just took that name, you know, yeah. that all oh, that long ago, and then we wouldn't have had to deal with this. My biggest fear has always been I write a whole novel and come up with a fucking kick-ass title, and then I google search the title make sure it's not out there and it's out there and it's something popular yeah that would suck ass oh good or something like you know yeah but like oh man um because again you could name it that no copyright on the title but like if if you name your book grapes of wrath because you're a fucking young punk and you've never or even heard of grapes of wrath and then it seems like a good book and you go to shop it around there like that's already a book dude like oh come on for real and then uh but my story's totally different even if it was way better yeah you're not gonna sell it it's already been done that's another thing always pissed me off too is when i look up a story name or something or this usually actually happens for character names Mm, i come it's another episode we should do how to come up with good character names but another thing i need to work on (laughs) i've uh come up with really cool character names and then I always Google search them first before I use them because I'm like, I just want to make sure. And then I find out they're like either a famous baseball player or like somebody that's famous from Japan or Russia or another country. Or it's like a very um, you already used name in fiction or like a fucking some 1950s book that, that was yeah. the main character. I'm like, oh, damn it. Like, come on. I don't know what the rules for because uh, you can't copyright an actual character. So I think that would be more... That's less of a gray area than the title copying. The only way that you could fit it with that is if you... It's an homage. I'm using the guy's name because I really enjoyed the guy's work, so I'm going to make my main character have... His name was Steve, so... Because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm such a big fan of the writer. Yeah, that's stupid. Don't do that. <laughs> no homages like that. Uh, be memorable. Picture this. Your reader loves your book and tells his friend... I just read this amazing book. His friend asked for the title, but your dear reader cannot remember the title of your book. He promises to text the friend and... Okay. Come up with a memorable title. Duh. Like, that's like, easier said than done. This isn't giving us uh, the proper information how to come up with the memorable title. But again, I think it comes from what I think would be a good way to do this. If you have a unique or cool phrase in your book, yeah. especially one that kind of maybe summarizes the story or is an important theme or element, use that. Mm. Again, like To Kill a Mockingbird, like I said, that that phrase comes up a couple times in the book, and that's a main theme of the book is you don't kill something innocent. That's, you know, if you can come up with something like that in your story, like, hey, you know, that could be the title of the book. Provide insight. 
Give a glimpse of what the reader can expect from your novel. An insightful title is almost like a philosophical question. You can chew on it for weeks or even years after reading. I ain't chewing on nothing for years. <laughs> Take the example Rottenton Mysteries. Why is mystery spelled like that? I'm not reading that. Yeah, I guess I will. <laughs> Take, for example, Rottenton Mysteries of Fine Balance. The title is not particularly poetic or substantial aside from reading the story. However, as the reader sits with the characters, the title becomes more important and necessary for the reader's sanity. Speaking from personal experience, I came away with a new appreciation for the title. It took a while. I was stung because the story was so exquisitely sad. But after reflection, I understood why and what the author was suggesting with the title of the story. It kind of reminds me of like when you watch a movie and then they say the title of the movie and you're like, hey, he said die hard. (laughs) He said, fucker, you die hard. And that's the name of the movie. Get it? (laughs) But you ever like watch a movie where the title's really long or ridiculous and like they said the whole title, the fabulous emancipation. That'd be so stupid if they said that whole phrase in in the movie. Did they? I don't know. I don't think so. They really- should have though, like like they could have probably pulled it off in the kind the kind of like silly, silly movie that it was. Mm. How to here we go. This is the information we need. How to come up with a great title. Now let's get into the nuts and bolts of coming up with a great title for your story. First tip: relax. First of all, relax. I promise you that you'll come away with a great title to go along with your great story. Is it going to be great though? You don't know. Don't stress don't stress out about it. Stressing out will lock your creativity and make you crazy in the process. So relax. Next up, brainstorm. Just a side note, maybe going with the brainstorming. I prefer to just write the story first. Yeah. Generic title, write the story, and then come up with it. But after you've written your first draft, it's time to brainstorm your title. That's even if you already have a title in mind. Start with at least five titles, but don't limit yourself. Choose 20 or even 30 titles if you have the creative juice. Why do you have to be in there? <laughs> like, why? should have locked the door. <laughs> he just smiles at me. Um, He's like, I thought the water was in here. See, I'm going to go ahead and say uh, Nizzo on this one. I don't think you have to come up with 20 or 30 titles. That seems no. like overkill. Uh-uh. I mean, unless you're really struggling and you're really having a hard time coming up with the perfect one. But chances like, are you'd probably end up coming like picking one of the first ones anyway. Yeah, because there's no way you're going to like it's going to be one of like 20, 22 to like 30. No way it's going to be one of those ones. No. You're just throwing random words together just to get a title down. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't seem that helpful to me. Next up, answer the reader's questions. In your novel's title, answer a question for your reader, such as, who is the novel about? Examples, Forrest Gump, The Lord of the Rings, and Oliver Twist. What is the novel about? Examples, The Hunger Games, The Hunt for Red October, To Kill a Mockingbird. And when does your novel take place? 1984, 1001 Nights, Love in the Time of Corla, Clora, the fucking disease that makes your butthole fallout or something i don't remember what that disease was uh cholera yeah there you go where does your novel take place salmon fishing in the yemen cold mountain a passage to india why should someone read your story john dies at the end the heart is a lonely hunter as i lie dying use poetic phrases consider using a poetic phrase for your novel's title but challenge your concept of poetry it doesn't need to be flowery and it definitely doesn't have to rhyme it can be alliterative Tinker, tailor, soldier, spy. 
It can be action pace, gone girl. It can be ominous, fear and loathing in Las Vegas. It can be descriptive, snow falling on cedars. Think of your title as a very short poem, a tiny size haiku. How could you convey the sentiment of your story in just a few syllables? Before we go on, that does bring up an interesting one, the, the poetry aspect. How do you feel about coming up with more of a poetic title? Like, obviously, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas is one of the longer titles yeah. that I like. Mm. Because that uh, kind of just gives you a, a small glimpse into what the story might be. Like, it almost makes you think of, like, drugs in Las yeah. Vegas for some reason. Because, you know, I guess it could easily be a murder mystery, too. But I, I always get the drug yeah. the, the drug idea. Um, uh, I mean, I don't have, this, like, if I'm reading it, I don't have a problem with it. I know writing it, that's not, that you know, that's never even really came into my mind because I've never even like you've you've at least attempted and worked on like poetry and stuff before. I've mm-hmm. never like wrote a limerick or whatever it is you do you do with poems, you know. So like that like that idea had hadn't occurred. Never even know? thought of it. Yeah. Or... I mean I guess it, it again it depends on the story, but that could be a useful way to go about it. Don't forget to edit. Titles, just like drafts, need to be edited and polished. Commit yourself to editing your title just as you do to editing your manuscript. I think maybe one of your problems is you just don't spend much time on the title. That's a possibility. You don't give too yeah. much thought to it. You just go, okay, I'm, I'm, sick. I'm done writing the story. Yeah. I don't want to think about it anymore. Here's just a title. Maybe take an extra uh, bit of time to work on that title there. Final thoughts and, okay. You don't need his final thoughts. Uh, was there an author to that? I, I really didn't see one, um, and I still don't. I don't know. Unnamed author. So, yeah, I think, like, the best way to go about it, though, is like they gave a good set of examples of different ways you can go about coming up with titles, like the alliteration and the, you know, poetic types and things like that. But I think what the best, at least for me, I think the best way to go about naming a book especially is to take something from your story, yeah. specifically the theme. It doesn't even have to be an actual phrase, which just because, you know, uh, I've always been a uh, a movie lover, like the saying, like we said, the saying, the name in the movie, yeah. always goes, ah! you know, it gets you a little excited. Like, you could go about that way and actually have the phrase in the book. But I think the more important thing is just the theme. And I guess there's like a lot of times where, even if it doesn't seem like it has anything to do with the story, if the title is just really cool. Yeah. I do like the examples of like how you said like of different ways to pull that thing from from your book. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? And how to um you know, like just like an element or something from from the book. Yeah, I think that, that would loose. just be the most like important aspect. I'm trying to think of like if you're just going memorable that would be more along the lines of like if you think of um, like metal band names yeah. and stuff like something well, that's just real cool i remember you were trying to think of a of, of a name for a title for something there was this comic called murder falcon murder falcon yes um that sounds awesome quick plug for this book i haven't read it but i know like the theme it has something to do with like heavy metal this guy has to like do like like sick like riffs on his guitar to like get like these powers or abilities to uh-huh. like to, to get like the motor falcon to like fight whatever but like it's very like heavy heavy metal and the yacht's like all crazy and stuff like that but again that title is something that like 
catches your eye. Well, comic books are where they really excel is titles. Yeah. Because they have to have, I don't, for whatever reason, titles uh, in comics, they just always have to be like really memorable and they just have to hit you really hard, like uh, Shirtless Bear Fighter. Yeah. Like you think of that title, like, fuck. I have to read that. Or the book that I just let you borrow, Money Shot. Money Shot. Yeah, you're like, ah, that sounds like something I would have to read. Of course, it's probably easier naming comic books because yeah. you're you're working with like a shorter uh, type of story. But yeah, I don't know. There's no, I don't know much I took away from this that I already know. I think the main thing is we just need to spend more time working yeah. on titles. I feel like... It's like any other aspect of writing. You have to practice yeah. and put in the time and the effort to hone that part of the skill. I mean, we always use, like, the workout analogy. Yeah. So this is, you know, this is just working your lats. Well, I think when it comes to titles, it goes along... It's like the same vein as the blurb or synopsis you put on the back of the book that I fucking am yeah. terrible at because I don't work on it. I think that... Because we do that for the site. I There's, like, a little brief synopsis that goes with the stories, and I, I never do those well. I think uh, those go hand in hand on things to work on. Maybe we should we should probably do a whole episode yeah. about those blurbs too. Now, do you think it changes at all if for, if you're writing like a series of books? That's that's a tough one. I was thinking about that too because because you uh, could either just do like the whatever it is part one, one part two, two, and like have like a little sub like a little subtitle, you know, mm -hmm. but, or it can be like a whole other title. I think the cooler way to do that is do the main title. Like, uh, I'm trying to think, um, I know Terry Mixon has the empire of bones, but I don't know if he actually changes the names cause his is a series. Um, but j just assuming he doesn't change the main name, I think he would have a subheading mm -hmm. name. I think the cool way to do it is those just, uh, uh, you have, uh, we'll use Dune, for example. It would be Dune, and then instead of just Dune Part 2, it would be like, Dune, I don't know what Dune, the second Dune is, but it's like, Dune, Infinity Galaxy, like, you know. Super, just, super Sandy. <laughs> yeah. Dune 3, Fucked Up Worms. Like, you just have a series, like, because that, that goes with the memorable thing. You have the main title, which would probably be, for a series, I would imagine, shorter the better. Yeah. Like, Dune's one word, super memorable name. But and you can have that, like, that would be on the cover, but... Dune, and yeah. then the, the rest of the title really tiny underneath. Yeah, and then you would know what you're getting with that. Um, the only problem with that is if you have like a 15 book series and none of them have numbers. Yeah, that could be a little confusing. Um, that just comes with formatting, though. I think because uh, if you have like the name, main title, subtitle of the actual book, uh, then part one or part two, like that gets pretty long. See, I one of the best I've seen it. Is like um, the magicians. That is, it, it's a trilogy of books. It's a TV series that just ended on Sci-Fi. But the first, it uh, it went magicians, magician land, magician king, mm -hmm. and like that was each like. Or I can't remember which if it was king then land or land then king. I can't remember. Yeah, whatever. But it went from one word to that word plus one other word. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, that's cool. Do you feel modern books? have better titles or worse titles i feel like a lot of them seem a little more generic yeah like even the magicians is kind of a generic yeah. name good omens that's uh, that doesn't that doesn't really give me any feelings towards the book one way or another if i didn't know the story versus uh like american gods that kind of that kind of gives you like oh there's gods in america you know you kind of get maybe like a folklore feel 
Um, Stephen King, I think he always nailed his book titles for the most part. Yeah. I mean, like, they were saying The Stand. And he, and he goes simple. Yeah. Um, Carrie, simple title. Pet Cemetery is very simple, but seems super, like, awesome and metal. And, and like we were saying, it's something, it's it's a thing within yeah. the book. There's a uh, Pet Cemetery. Well, that if you notice, Stephen King, the way he titles his books, for the most part, is because that's, like, either, he seems to either title the main character or one of the main characters, uh, the main event, or the, uh, like, the main... I don't want to say element, but like the main thing in the book. So Carrie, yeah, I was gonna say Carrie protagonist, uh, pet cemetery. That's like the main place and the main theme is like this pet cemetery. Like that's almost the antagonist. Uh, you said it. That's the Pennywise the clown. It's it. That's the yeah. main. And it's so simple. Two letters. Uh, Salem's Lot. That's yeah. the place, right? Yeah. Um, the dead zone. The, I mean, yeah. that's just awesome sounding. Dead zone. That's that's what makes you just want to read it, and that's also a main element in the book. Cujo, yeah. like or it just the, goes on and on. The, the series, Dark Tower. Yeah, that's dope as fuck. Like, <laughs> now, granted, he gets to, like the the for each one is normally not that long, so but there's seven of them, so you know it gets yeah. tricky. But like just that, the Dark Tower, like that's the cool. It feels again kind of metal. Yeah, it's like ooh, I want to read that. Has he had? Has he had any flop titles? Mm. Any titles that are, may even be less, just less memorable. Like the gore who loved, um, like Tom Gibson or something. It was like a baseball player. Was that a novelette that does it? It was like a short, yeah. like novelette kind of thing. Um, maybe. Uh, like misery, still that's awesome for some reason. Yeah. I mean, well, especially as you read more of that book, yeah, that's and you just say it's misery. That's what the, the more it goes is. on. You're like, yeah, that that's misery. It might seem generic at first, but the longer it goes, you're like, okay, I get it. Ah, shit, I was just thinking of one. You had one. Oh, that uh, elevation book. That I mean, that's what happens in the book. Yeah, the guy just starts flo- floating, kind of. But I, that was kind of. But that also wasn't a very good book. Yeah, like compared to most of his work, because it was kind of happy and. It just it, that it was okay. It's, really, really. I mean, it's a it was a short story. Yeah, it was like a novella. If that, it took like an hour to read. But yeah, Stephen King's very good at naming books. But like, far as more modern writers, it's really Ooh, hard to come up. You get like the the Patterson, like the Jane Patterson, just whatever, whatever. Seventeen, you know. Yeah, yeah. Do that with series. Um, maybe at some point I just want to look up the worst names for popular fiction but i feel like if the titles roll bad it doesn't usually become popular or they actually change it especially when they adapt it yeah uh you i think yeah i'm not gonna go into that now that's long enough if you folks want to see our terrible titles go to www.drunkenpenwriting.com get us up on twitter at drunkenpenwriting you can follow us on instagram and like us on facebook at drunkenpenwriting and you can uh Go to spunkyspence.com coming soon for Spencer's breakdance tutorials. Oh, oh, that's what that website was for? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Maybe you might be getting a different kind of tutorial then. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I can't even think of a shitty hip hop, like fucking breakdancer slang to end the episode, but maybe one day. Hey. Oh. No. Hey. No. No.